Welcome to the Possibility of Today radio show. This weekly series mixes entertainment with inspiration and information to help you learn how to live in a different way and take advantage of all the possibilities of today. Do you want to find the way to your something more and live life to the fullest? Then you're in the right place. Host Sybil Chavis will guide you through an exciting journey of self-discovery and transformation so you can be entertained, be inspired, and be informed. Now, here's Sybil. Hey, how are you? How was the week? Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are going to discuss something that is really just spreading like wildfire. So many people are just starting to do this, and it's something that you can do just for 20 minutes. And people say if you can just commit to doing it for 20 minutes, you can totally improve the way you experience everything. So what on earth am I talking about? It's probably not something you expect. At least it wasn't something that I expected. I'm talking about meditation, like taking 20 minutes to yourself at least once a day. And the thing that is so interesting is that it's popping up in some of the most unexpected places. Like actually to that point, do you remember last year at the end of the year, it's the NBA playoffs, uh, the basketball playoffs between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Now, if you're not a big basketball person, it doesn't matter. Just imagine this or remember it if you actually saw it. It's last year and it's the playoff game, right? It's game seven, again, between Boston and Miami. And the series has been like super competitive. I mean, they've been going back and forth and back and forth. And the Miami Heat are down by seven at halftime. And then, you know, they go, of course, for halftime. And then third quarter comes up and they're down by eight. And if you're familiar with the Miami Heat, you know, LeBron James plays for them. He's one of the best basketball players of all time. And so they come back in the third quarter and they're on this eight an O run, the Miami Heat. I mean, and the fans are ecstatic. I mean, they have been waiting for this win and for a championship for a long, long time. So the game continues and the coach, Eric Spolstra, calls a timeout. And of course, like what always happens in a timeout, the team comes running over and they huddle around Eric, the coach, And they're in this tight circle. And Eric says to his team, stay in the moment. Manage your emotions. And then a couple minutes later, the camera cuts to LeBron James, who's sitting on the bench. And he's literally sitting there with his eyes closed and he's meditating. And if you're a, basketball fan, you know that the Heat went on that year, last year, to to win the NBA championship. And of course, for many people, you know, the victory was expected. A lot of people had been pulling for the Heat for the last couple of years. 
But what was unexpected was that the Miami Heat would rely on mindfulness techniques and meditation to help them win the game. It's just not every day, right, that a coach calls his team over in professional basketball and tells them to stay in the present moment. Or you look and you see one of the best basketball players in the world in the middle of the game sitting there and meditating. But, you know, Coach Bolstra knew that he needed to tell his team to stay in the present moment because he knows that, you know, if your mind is straying from the moment or if you're not really controlling your emotions, if they're kind of overtaking you, then it's hard to focus on what you're trying to do. And I mean, especially, of course, you've had those instances, if you're extremely tense and you're anxious, it's even that much harder to really be able to successfully do whatever it is that you're trying to do. And that's where meditation comes in. And it's why we saw LeBron James doing it right in the middle of the game. Because you know, like the studies have indicated in so many other instances, we've seen that when people are able to kind of get in the zone, it just allows them to kind of relax and to really perform at their best. And meditation is a way of doing that. And for so long, people haven't necessarily kind of connected those dots but now more and more people are really making those connections. And that's just what I find so interesting because meditation is just popping up in some of the most unexpected and unlikely places, but having amazing results. And, you know, once you hear some of these stories that we're going to be talking about today where meditation is being used and the results are just phenomenal. <laughs> if you haven't started meditating yet, you're most likely gonna be convinced it's something you should, at the very least, try out. And I mean, even if you thought it was weird or just not meant for you, or you're just not somebody who can sit still, you've gotta hear these stories. And if you have meditated before, but you know, it's not something that you've been doing every single day. You kind of do it sometimes. And then other times you're like, I'm just too busy. When you hear these stories, you're going to be like, okay, I need to get on it. And then after we discuss these stories, we're going to go through, you know, how you can meditate and all the benefits. But first, let's start with these stories where meditation is being used in creating these astounding results, but you wouldn't necessarily expect them to be used in the places where you're seeing it pop up. And a lot of credit actually has to be given to David Lynch. He is the famous American film director, and he's created this nonprofit organization really to integrate meditation into at-risk populations, such as like veterans, you know, that are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder their families, inner city students, juveniles, homeless people. I mean, and these are just to name a few of the groups. But the positive effects have just been 
enormous and it just really drives home the point of the power of meditation and what it can do for anyone. In fact, listen to what David Lynch himself has said that meditation has done for him. Negativity starts to recede. When I started meditating, I was filled with anxieties, filled with fears, kind of a, a depression and anger. And I took this anger out on my first wife and after two weeks of meditation, she comes to me and she says, what's going on? And I was quiet for a moment because it could have been any number of things she might have been referring to. <laughs> but um, I finally said, what do you mean? And she said, this anger, where did it go? And I didn't even realize that it lifted. And of course, you hear stories like this a lot in terms of the benefits of meditation. And it's not about just helping in extreme cases. Like there's a lot of research from Harvard and Yale and all of these top medical schools that show that meditation just eliminates all types of negative emotions. To that point, there have been these success stories from veterans who are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. And this is something you've probably heard that happens to veterans, a lot of them after they return home and they have just witnessed all of these extremely violent and frightening incidents such as death and killing and I mean, you name it. In fact, listen to what doctors Rosenthal and Groswald who work with veterans who have post-traumatic stress disorder or what people refer to as PTSD. Listen to what they shared about what causes PTSD and how people who are suffering from it just have reruns in their minds over and over and over again. With uh, traumatic stress, it's really some enormous stress that's more than the body can process. And it leaves a big impression on the brain. Over half a million of our veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. These are people who have been exposed to violence on the battlefield, serving for our country. And as one of my patients said, it can happen once in your life, but a hundred times in your mind. The echoes linger on. I mean, can you even imagine? I mean, it's one thing, right? to have things that you're upset about. I mean, we all have those memories of things that people have done that just continually are rerunning in our mind. And that's awful enough, but it just takes things to another level when you have these traumatic events that are just continually cycling through your mind and you don't really have a solution or know exactly how to stop them from cycling. Listen to what the doctors also shared about veterans and how they're just bombarded with these scenes in their mind and that often leads to them committing suicide. And the doctors shared this staggering statistic that we've actually lost more veterans because of suicide than we have because of combat. 
They get bombarded on a daily basis by memories and flashbacks, and it's a shocking statistic that 18 veterans every day commit suicide. It's astounding that we've lost more to suicide than actually have been lost in combat. Aren't those statistics almost unbelievable? And that's just what makes David Lynch's foundation and what he's doing even more impressive. And those clips were actually from his foundation's website. And he really is just helping save the lives of these veterans because he is helping them control these reruns. And it's really just interesting to kind of hear how meditation has helped the veterans really get control over all of those negative emotions and thoughts that were continually weighing them down. And of course, in some instances, even causing them to commit suicide. Listen to this story of a veteran. His unit was ambushed. There were only 250 soldiers in his unit. And there were 2,500 soldiers that ambushed them trying to kill his unit. We were attacked at this place called Buda. That fight went on for two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. The first night, I killed 14 people. There were 2,500 of them and 250 of us. The next morning, in front of my fighting position, 18 of our men did. So this is very, very, very distressing, and it creates huge amounts of distress in, you know, in, your, in your system, in your system. So as he shared, that is an amazingly traumatic thing to go through. And listen to what he also shared about what happened when he returned home and how, in a sense, he was just numb and he shut down. Or as he put it, his feelings were gone. So then the next part of the story is getting home. And that's a whole big deal because things changed. Things changed. All of a sudden... You're in a different culture. All, all these people don't understand you. They have no idea. They don't realize that, that you're always, always still in the rubber plantation of the jungle. You're always on adrenaline high. You're looking to protect your buddies. You're looking to protect yourself. You're looking to kill the enemy. <laughs> I, I stopped talking to my parents. I had really bad relationships with other people. I did not feel happiness. I did not feel sorrow. I did not feel surprise. My feelings were gone. And we hear these stories on the news about veterans and their post-traumatic stress disorder. But it just is so different when you hear the veteran actually describe the event, isn't it? And like what they've been through. I mean, it makes you question how anyone could even wonder if the right thing for us to do is to fund these great programs like David Lynch's and all the other ones for veterans. In fact, listen to what this same veteran shared about 
how his wife suggested meditation to him and he ended up in one of the meditation programs by David Lynch's foundation. Listen to all of the benefits he experienced. He said meditation changed everything and essentially brought him back to life. So one day, um, my wife comes home, says, hey, I saw a poster about transcendental meditation. And so I go in, and he's, you know, he says, okay, sit down, do this. And I could not believe what happened. It was the difference between heaven and hell. It was absolutely transformational. All that feeling of, of stress and all that feeling of heaviness, I could feel it melt away from my head to my feet. And from that moment on, things changed. <laughs> things changed. No more drugs, no more alcohol. Life changed. My emotions came back. My life came back. Isn't that just so great? And no one is suggesting, right, that meditation is just a magic pill that you can take and instantly be fixed. I mean, it's a practice, right? It's something you need to do every day. But if you can integrate this practice into your day, even just for 20 minutes a day, the benefits are enormous, life-changing. In fact, listen to another story of a veteran. His name is David George, and he and his mother, Juliana George, shared his story about how he chose to enlist after 9-11. And while he was fighting in the war, he witnessed this event where 50 people were killed. And it was so traumatizing for him that he eventually suffered from PTSD. The war started while I was in basic. So when I got out of basic, they gave us this speech that, you know, you kind of hear in the movies where it's like, look to your left, look to your right. These guys are not going to be alive. The big thing for me was a car bomb had hit our compound and gotten through the gate. And luckily, one of the guards shot the car till, till they detonated, till the people inside detonated. There were two uh, enemy combatants, I would say. Uh, hit the trigger right, I guess, as they were dying and uh, blew the car up. And subsequently, like 50 people were injured. And so David experienced this huge traumatic event and listen to what his mother shared in terms of how it affected him and how she was really concerned that he was going to be a part of the statistic of veterans who ended up committing suicide. It's so horrible, these explosions and killing and seeing his friends, arms here, heads there, right in front of you, your good friends. Oh, when he comes the part that sometimes I don't like to talk because it's so painful. He was out of his mind for the effects of the war. He was disrespectful. He was not, he was cursing me and not obeying the law. He said, I don't care, mom. If I die tomorrow and I crash a car. And he told me, one of my friends just died. 
Don't you understand you? I was, I am supposed to be there. If I would be there, he will not be dead. So I was afraid many times he will kill himself. Many, many. That one day when I come from work or when I go downstairs, when I wake up in the morning, he will be dead. I lived like that for so many years. And again, David Lynch's foundation and the meditation program came to the rescue and helped David save his life. Listen to what David's mother shared about that. He changed his way of thinking. He started appreciating his life. He's another person. He's, he's, he's normal. He's thinking about the future, thinking about respecting more than anything, respecting himself, loving himself. He says, every day, every time that I meditate is better, and I feel better and better and better. He's not drinking. He is happy. It's beautiful. It's incredible. That's a great story, right? I just have to continually remind myself, we're just talking about meditation. I mean, literally just taking 20 minutes a day and sometimes maybe twice a day, whatever feels right for you. But that's what these people have done, these veterans, and just gotten these amazing results. And it's just not something you, you know, ordinarily think about when you think about meditation. But the benefits really are widespread from LeBron James and the Miami Heat and, you know, how they're relying on mindfulness techniques and meditation so that they can perform up to the max and really hit their peak and win championships. And then, of course, we just saw how it's working with all of these veterans and PTSD. But meditation's also helping children in terms of focusing and increasing test scores. And so we're going to talk about that as well as just how you can just start integrating meditation right away and start seeing enormous benefits. So stick around. Hey, what's up? You are listening to The Possibility of Today on webtalkradio.net. We have been talking about all of these amazing effects from meditation and how so many different types of people are really integrating it into their lives from athletes to veterans and, of course, just everyday people who are just really trying to kind of stay centered and not have a lot of negativity and reruns and just stuff continually cycling through their minds. And if you weren't convinced earlier, hopefully you're slowly beginning to agree with me that there's something to this meditation thing, right? And it really does make sense to change up your routine or do whatever you have to so that you can have these 20 minutes 
every morning or whatever it is that feels comfortable for you, which we'll talk about later. But just this time to yourself to, to just meditate and to kind of slow down your mind. Because there's just no way, right, that meditation could have all of these benefits for so many other people and also not have personal benefits for us. I mean, that just seems logical. Don't you agree? And to that point, speaking of those other examples and, you know, all of the other instances where meditation is being used, there's this other really interesting story coming out of Detroit, Michigan. And if you're not familiar with the challenges that the education system has had in Detroit, Michigan, basically for a really long time, there have been just a lot of things, you know, let's call it the perfect storm. And what it's created in Detroit, particularly in terms of the education system, are challenges that are going beyond the standard problems that you, you know, normally see in education, you know, in terms of test scores or just the other academic issues. And, you know, of course, Detroit, and not all of the schools, but many of the schools do have those challenges as well. But there's also, in many of the schools in Detroit, this consistent issue is arising with violence in the schools and low graduation rates and high truancy and of course low test scores and all of these things are just really negatively impacting the educational experience that so many students are getting. Listen to how a couple of teachers describe the situation and all the violence. You know, I remember when I first heard that some little kid, you know, brings a gun into school. And then you start hearing all these problems. I have a school where there's been 24 murders since January 1 in my neighborhood. I have kids suffering from post-traumatic stress in children. And so Detroit has really been looking for solutions for a long time in terms of fixing and really trying to get things back on track with the education system. And one of the solutions that many of the schools have found is meditation. And just as we've consistently been seeing, you know, every time people start integrating meditation into their lives, things just get better. And specifically as it relates to Detroit, there were a lot of children and teachers that were taught how to meditate just for 10 minutes a day. And everything has really turned around in those schools, specifically with those students that have started meditating. I mean, it's just remarkable, isn't it? Listen to how the children and the teachers describe the turnaround. And then they introduce this technique where the student can dive within and enliven that inner happiness inner intelligence, inner creativity and love, and they see the problems start evaporating. Slowly everything started changing, and then now it's a lot better. There's no fighting in our school. Everybody's getting mom. It keeps me calm through the day, helps me focus on my, my schoolwork. I'm just a lot less angry, and so it's also easier to like talk to people and communicate and 
relationships are a lot easier. It's made a huge impact. And isn't that just such a another great story? And it just, again, drives this point home, right? That meditation is something that we just want to start integrating into our days. It just makes so much sense. And the thing is that it's not about making some huge drastic change and, you know, throwing everything out of whack or feeling like you're always running behind because you're trying to do too many things. It's just about learning how to relax, take some time, you know, 10 minutes, 20 minutes to enjoy some silence and just focus your mind on relaxing so you can just slow it down. And ideally, of course, silence the normal thoughts, the reruns that are continually just going through your mind. In fact, listen to what Carmen Anamdi, she is actually the principal of one of the schools in Detroit, Michigan, that has integrated meditation into the school day. Listen to what she says about the practice of meditation. I think that people associate that with religion, but there's absolutely no beliefs. That's why I like the technique. It doesn't impose on any of your beliefs or your lifestyle or anything. It's just a physical technique. It's really a very free-flowing thing. I, I don't like anything that causes me to have to alter myself. The only discipline that this requires is that you do it every day. You know how you look in the mirror and you say, gee, I'm not physically fit, and so you go and exercise and you think that'll make you physically fit? No, not for that day. You have to do it over a period of time. And what she shared is true, that you know you obviously do need to continually do it every day, but it it really is that easy. It's about just sitting in silence or enjoying some music or doing whatever that's going to relax your mind. You know, like Carmen Anamdi shared, it's, it's really free flowing. There isn't a one size fits all approach when it comes to meditation. It's really kind of about what works for you. And when people refer to transcendental meditation, they're talking about, you know, again, meditating and sitting in silence, but they are saying a mantra. And there are other types of meditation where you're just gonna sit in silence and maybe focus on an object or your breathing or, you know, anything that just allows you to work with your mind so that it can slow down its thoughts. And again, the most important thing is that you just do whatever works for you you know, what calms or quiets your mind, what slows down your thoughts. And all of these things are to just allow you to essentially kind of touch a part of yourself that just overshadows and eliminates, you know, kind of all the negativity that may have built up from experiences or the day or anxiety or just feeling stressed. I mean, any of those negative emotions and you can choose really what you do for those 20 minutes. So when it comes to me, for example, I am a fan of listening to a nice piece of music. You know, I usually choose Enya or some other classical piece of music. And I, I also kind of mix up my meditation. So sometimes I may just go on a walk or, you know, there are times where I will definitely just sit in silence. It kind of just depends on 
my mood, what's going on, if my mind is really running. You know, I, I know that there's certain things that I can do that are better than others, just depending on what's going on on any given day. And if you're interested in transcendental meditation, I would really encourage you to check out davidlynchfoundation.org, you know, and get more information on that practice and what he's done and what we've been talking about he's been doing with veterans and all of these schools. Again, as I was saying earlier, I think it's just about finding, you know, what works for you, what's going to allow you to really slow those thoughts down and make sure, of course, that you're going to do it every single day. In fact, listen to what Ellen DeGeneres said. She actually practices transcendental meditation, but listen to what she said about her practice. I've been meditating, uh, doing TM for about uh, a year now. But anyway, so I learned how to meditate. Uh, I've tried to meditate before, and the, the breathing and the, all the other stuff that I, when I did yoga, and I never, I was always opening my eye, and it, it was like a minute later, and I was like, oh, how am I going to do this? This is just impossible, focusing on the breathing. And I just, and so when I learned about TM, which I'd heard about it, and I'd heard so many people, I was, I was very impressed by the people that I, I learned that they did TM, and I was like, well, they're interesting people, and it, it, there must be something to it. And I thought, I'll try this, even though I'm not good at meditating. And, and something about TM, something about having that mantra, it is the only time I have that stillness. It's the only way I've ever been able to sit long enough that I, I open my eyes, and I'm sad that it's 20 minutes later. I, I actually love, and I never had that feeling before, late at night alone at an ATM machine, but that was not safe. <laughs> but... Um, but it does. It gives me this peaceful, peaceful feeling, and I, and I just love it so much, and I talk about it as much as I can on the show without sounding like I'm preaching about it. But um, I am here really to, uh, to, I can't say enough good things about it. And so that was Ellen sharing her transcendental meditation practice. And again, transcendental meditation is really just having a mantra that you choose, and then you just repeat it over and over and over in your mind for 20 minutes and eventually the idea is that your mind kind of relaxes and slows down and it's not as much about repeating the mantra as it is just about kind of really being able to rest in the silence. So that's what Ellen was sharing and of course there are lots of other people um, who've also shared, you know, their meditation practice in fact, listen to this conversation between Jerry Seinfeld and Jay Leno and a reporter who is asking them about meditation. I just wanted to ask you about your meditation. You've been meditating for a long time. What yes. has that done for you? Everything. Everything. It's, um, you know, one of the great things of meditation is it makes stress very easy to get rid of. It just kind of floats away instead of, like, uh, finding a home in your mind, you learn how to just let go of things. As real, you also forget most of everything that is bad. But I think that's a good survival thing. Most people say, oh, that guy screwed you. I go, I can't even remember. I don't that's remember. Right. I have the ability to forget bad things. You do? I, I really do. Yeah, I really it is. Do. You have to, that's an essential survival skill, I think. So that was Jerry Seinfeld and Jay Leno. And finally, I heard this statement from Martin Scorsese. Martin is actually, if you haven't heard of him, he's a huge American film director, 
screenwriter, producer, actor, and of course has earned so many amazing accolades. And he was sharing how meditation has really kind of helped remove some of his suffering and just a lot of the negative emotions and the heaviness he's been able to really kind of melt those away with meditation. Check out what he said. Of course, a lot of drama is projected onto the screens of our consciousness, our minds, day and night, patterns that you learn from childhood, intrigues, resentments, hatreds and terrors. And the most difficult ones, the most wrenching anxieties can be triggered by anything at all. They come upon us and grab a hold of us. And we identify them as real because they're so immediate. And I guess the common response is to tough it out. In other words, to suffer. Yet, recently I, I learned that you may not have to suffer to make them as much. Um, may not be the way it's supposed to be. So the last few years I've been practicing meditation, trying, and it's, uh, it's difficult to describe the effect it's had on my life. I can only mention maybe a few words, calm, clarity, a balance, and um, at times a recognition. And it's made a difference. I just thought that that clip really summed everything up so nicely, right? Because as Martin Scorsese said, you know, meditation has really just made a difference in his life. And that's really what it's all about, right? Is using the possibility that we have every day to just make a difference, to make things easier for ourselves, to help ourselves take a huge step forward. I mean, whatever the case is, and to know that there's something as easy as just sitting for 20 minutes or going on a walk or just doing anything that's going to kind of relieve us from the whirlwind of the day that's so easy to get caught up in. But to know that we can just integrate a different practice and we've seen how it's worked time and time again in the most extreme cases with severe post-traumatic stress disorder and of course in those cases where people are just you know like LeBron James just trying to perform at the top of their game and you see all of these people these celebrities and everyone integrating this practice of meditation and to me it just drives the point home of how important it is so that is the possibility of today starting today and from here on out to commit to setting aside 20 minutes every day to meditate and to know that when you do that it is just going to be something that continually gets better and better and opens you up to so many benefits. So I hope you enjoyed the show this week. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Have an amazing day and a great week. And of course, live today better than yesterday. To learn more about making a change in your life, visit possibilityoftoday.com. Don't forget to like Sybil's Facebook page by clicking the Facebook icon on her Web Talk Radio profile page. 
You can also follow her on Twitter using the handle at Sybil Chavis. Thanks for listening this week. And remember to be entertained, be inspired, be informed.